This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Yo, yo, yo. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley, and I'm back. I heard Uh, Nick did a great job filling in last week. I have not listened yet, but... He did a great job, but we missed you a ton, and I'm very happy that you're back. Not only will you give a lot better recap than Nick and I did of of the episode... (laughs) But, uh, hey, I just want to let everybody know I am in uh, Beaver Creek, Colorado right now. Uh, I took the day um, to ski a little bit. So if anybody's wondering where I'm at or if anybody comes in to yell at me to tell me to get out of the lobby, um, (laughs) that's why. Are you a good skier? How's your skiing ability? Oh, his skiing ability is good. I can say that I've seen that skiing. I'm a confident skier. We, We see that on winter games. 100%. Yeah. So um, anyways, hey, let's move in. I know this week was a crazy episode. Ashley, uh, like always, you are the expert. Please give us your rundown. Okay. So our first date is a group date. It's a wrestling date. I think it may have been the worst date ever, or at least the worst date, the date that I would least ever want to be on. Um, I would have had completely nightmare. Good. Good. Yes. Because Bibby, you know, you call her no chill Bibby or whatever, even though we all know that I love Bibby. She... She was, like, the only one who was, like, this is bull****. Oh, I can't say bull****. You know what I mean. And then, like, we had those evil wrestler lady divas from the 80s, and everybody was, like, the the two ladies were expecting the girls to know who they are, and they were just given... They were, they? they were so condescending. They were she made fun of Bibby's name. Like what? She's like, what did your mom? What was she thinking? Calling you Bibiana? She's like, what kind of name is that? Now, Ben, did you find the wrestling sexy or no. goofy? Uh, you know, I don't think it. I could call it sexy. I think it was weird. I think the whole thing is weird. I think Ashley's right. I mean, it kind of goes back to when I was on The Bachelorette, we did a, a boxing date. And any time on this show that you force aggression out of anybody, there's already so much built-up anger uh, in general that it just gets awkward fast. And, and I guess maybe that's what the show wants. Oh, yeah. And I think that they continuously put Bibby in these situations where, you know, we know that she can't. She's like the emotional one who can't deal with BS, and they keep testing her, and you can really see that in this wrestling portion of the the episode. They like to bring out her no chill. Yeah, absolutely. They know exactly how to egg her on. Yeah. Do you think Bibiana is in the wrong during from the first three episodes, leading up until obviously this one? Has she been in the wrong, or do you find that you're agreeing with a lot of her, you know, attitude? What do you mean? I agree with everything she's done. Okay, I, I was going to say I do as well, and I think she's just seeing through the craziness that is the show. Oh, absolutely. She and I are so similar in the way that if she sees BS, she needs to call it out. Like, she cannot help herself. You know? Yeah, I, I think she does it a little bit more, more than me than you do. Yeah. And but I yes, I think that is spot on. I think when she sees something that she doesn't appreciate or when she doesn't agree with, she has to speak up. And I think that's why we love her and that's why in my opinion she is such a good person to have on the show because she is relaying what a lot of people feel, uh, that are contestants on the show, but a lot of people don't have the courage to say anything. Oh yeah, and she's able to articulate her feelings really well. She's yeah. a little she's aggressive a, for me. You think so? She's a little a tad aggressive. So this is the difference between me and Bibby is that I think we both have that need to express how we feel and like a, the wrongness of a situation. But I do it like emotionally in like a, a sensitive crying way. And she does it in a really feisty way. With a little bit of a chip on her shoulder. Yeah. 
I feel like she's never been rejected until last night. Oh, really? I don't know. I got that. Like, really? Interesting. Okay, let's move on from Bibby for a second. So, of course, Chris Harrison says we have a surprise. There's so many surprises this season. And then Kenny from Rachel's season comes on and he wrestles Ari. And we all know that they had to, of course, manipulate the situation to make it so that Ari somehow beat the professional wrestler here. Um, Ari's just so out of his element, you guys. Ari's just Ari. You know what's funny, though? Ari is This this whole thing is being out of his element. Ben, I have had so many girls come up to me and say they love Ari. What? Yes. Have you guys been experiencing that? No. That's so weird. No, not... (laughs) I haven't. Um, who like what kind like what kind of a, a girls like Amy? Are you talking like women who are a little older? Yes. Or are you talking younger it's women? It's an are older demographic. Yes. It's ben, so funny. Ben's right on point with that. They're all forty or older. Okay. Yes. So my mom has one of our family friends over to watch the episode every week, and she's she didn't even watch Emily's season, but she's like, oh, I love Ari. Ari's my man. Like all this weird stuff. And then when I walked into Access Hollywood after the first episode. Kit Hoover and Natalie Morales were like, oh, we like Ari. And I'm like, what? Well, it must be because, and now I'm, I have no problem saying I'm 43. So I think it's because we've been watching Ben, who's, are you 28 now, Ben? Yeah, he's 28. Damn, yeah, Right, 28. so you're a lot younger than us. So I think the older ladies are enjoying hey. Ari. That's well, funny. Mm-hmm. But I feel Nick like, is like older than him. Demographic. I got some gray hairs. <laughs> yeah, one. <laughs> a little baby's face, Ben. But I don't understand. Nikki's older than, than Ari by a year. But let's do a poll. Let's have people email us this week if they're older. The older and women like vote. Ari. The, That's the, what we the 40 hear plus from. group. You guys are still young. I really, you know, 40 is very youthful these days. Anyway. Well, here's the other thing I want. Okay. Yeah. So please email us with um, if you're older and you love Ari, but also. I want to hear uh, just your thoughts on Ari in general. We haven't gotten a ton of emails on, hey, this is my feelings towards this season of The Bachelor. So I want to hear that. I want to read that because I'm just, I mean, before Ashley continues here and breaks down this episode, I'm still a little confused because I feel very distant. I'm not into it as much as I want. So please email us at Ben and Ashley at uh, iHeartMedia.com. Uh, to just let us know what you think. So, actually, keep going. Okay, so I don't feel distant anymore. I like the past two episodes. Episodes two and three really warm me up because the girls are really carrying this show, and that's cool. I think it's always about the women, but I don't think I'm ever going to warm up to Ari in the sense that I'm going to be super invested in rooting for him. I think it's really... I think it's interesting because a lot of people I have heard from Ben are like, why are Ben and Ashley, like poo-pooing on Ari all the time like why don't they get it I'm like "Mm, I don't know I just don't get it (laughs) so I have heard feedback well I mean I don't want to say I'm pooping on I think he's (laughs) I hate that expression no I mean for who he I mean for what he's doing I think he's doing a fine job I think the women are obviously carrying the show I just think that there is this level that I and I don't know what it is he isn't as comfortable or he maybe isn't as confident as we would expect Bachelor to be now uh, I wouldn't consider myself a very confident person, um, but I think some of his conversations just feel like he he's so distant. Like, he, he isn't actually engaged in the conversation. He's kind of just, it feels like forcing it okay. to get through a conversation. Oh my gosh, Ben, I cannot believe you said that because I have my notes here, and this is what I wrote verbatim. 
He doesn't seem super warm or comforting. He seems to go to these women and chat with them out of obligation. I I think I think you're spot on. I find if he's into you, he's into you. That's true. Like if you're a maybe or a no, you out. Oh, out. Like I've never seen a bachelor show so dis so much disinterest in somebody if he's like sitting uh well we have a guest later that we can talk to annalise is here annalise got eliminated on last night's episode she was she had some very awkward moments we won't sugarcoat that but she'll definitely talk about firsthand how ari deals with girls that he's not necessarily feeling did anybody else think that lauren s was out from the second she got out of that limo it was very the second she got out of the limo no the limo from the show where oh, she's getting on, on her date plane. there was something about even the first 30 seconds of that date where there was a there's a looming cloud where you just knew that they that they were gonna not end up together in this i don't know yeah. Was, yeah well before we jump so far forward ashley continue to break down the episode let's Let's just give another couple minutes okay. here Let's, yeah sorry um so first off don't really understand how this uh, boxing or wrestling date works. It seems to be a theme of this season. Like last week, the race car driving date, or it wasn't like the demolition derby. I don't get it. Like, what was the point of that? Was how did you determine a winner? And I don't know how you determined a winner here in this wrestling date. But anyway, who wins? Um, who who wins? was that chick that won? <laughs> Tia. Oh, Tia wins. The Southern Belle. She was dressed as a Southern Belle, and she she. Quite honestly, is a Southern Belle. Is she friends with um, Raven? Raven? Yes. So then Crystal continues to be annoying. Crystal is just so annoying, and I don't really know how to pinpoint and describe it beyond just her voice. And it's it's more of like the fact that everything she says to Ari looks like he's just said the most fascinating, earth-shaking thing. And I'm like, he just said, hey, hon, how's your day going? And she's like, oh, my God. It is so amazing. And it's just, I don't know. It's very, she's just very, very annoying. We'll, again, talk to Annalise about how Crystal is in real life. And then we have the, you know, the one-on-one with Lauren S. Where one-on-ones are so awkward. Ben, talk about how one-on-ones can be awkward at the beginning of a season, even if you do have chemistry with somebody. Because it's so silent. And then you have, like, 15 (laughs) eyeballs just watching your every word. I mean, I think that's it. So at the beginning of the season, you ask these women to go on these special dates. And and the one-on-ones are meant to just really, I mean, it is a time, one of the most important times of the show, because you can really get to know somebody. You have eight hours to spend with somebody, which is all day long. Not only do you do an activity, but you also have a dinner. Um, They're really great. But if the one-on-one isn't going well, uh, which I did experience, then you have eight hours of really a lot of awkwardness, and there's yeah. really nobody to help, right? I mean, no. on television is really funny to watch, and so not only do you have cameras and people standing around, you know, recording your date, but then also those same people aren't really helping you out to make anything less awkward. So just imagine being put in a room that you can't leave. It's not like you can just get up and leave this date, that you can't leave for eight hours with somebody that you're not that into. Uh, it's, it's rough. And this was rough. When our- Yeah, when you go on a regular date in real life, you have sound around you, people talking at a restaurant, you have music in the background. Just imagine the most silent room you could you can and then sit down with somebody that you've known for very little time and just 
have a forced conversation about the deepest stuff, you know, not about like, what's your favorite movie? Ben, do you fully get to pick the one-on-ones or did the producers sort of suggest or guide? I'm not, you know, how much of that is up to The Bachelor? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, most all of it, I guess. I mean, there is like some strategery in who you're choosing and when you're choosing them. So like, for example, uh, if I were to take somebody on a one-on-one week one, I would have to think, in my head, now this probably means that I'm not going to be able to take them on another one-on-one date for another four weeks. Do I really want to wait that long to see them again on a one-on-one setting, or do I want to maybe wait and take them on a one-on-one next week so I could, you know, because then I know week five, I'm going to only have four people left, and at four people, I'm going to see everybody every all the time. Um, And the producers will help you with that. I mean, that's just kind of like thinking through how does the show work. But for the most part, yeah, you get to pick, and uh and you also, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I want us all to remember too, and all the fans out there, sometimes you bring somebody on a one-on-one because you're pretty confident they aren't the person for you, yeah. but you, you but you aren't quite sure yet, but you know that at the end of that date, you do have the option to send them home. And so you're not just pe- asking people to go on one-on-ones because you are so into them. Yeah. You're sometimes asking them because you want to say goodbye to them earlier. Yeah, <clears throat> that's true. Um, I had a lot of empathy on with Lauren on this day because she's a nervous talker. So instead of, you know, being shy, she just kind of said anything that came to her mind, which is what I do in those situations. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to keep rambling. And he didn't make things any more comfortable with for her. Again, this is like, I feel like Ari's biggest flaw as a bachelor. He's seeing her nervous talking and yet he he's kind of like judging her for it. And then she goes, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. Um, I just want to be myself with you. And then instead of being like, okay, let's calm down. Like what's it, what's a different way where we can get you to calm down and be yourself. He goes, well, like, I'm really sorry that you don't feel comfortable with me. So I think you should go home. (laughs) But I guess that being said, yeah, really about that being said, if you aren't comfortable with somebody and it doesn't feel natural and you are nervous talking for so long, then you're probably just not meant to be with that person. You don't have any natural chemistry. Maybe, but, but at Maybe. the same time, too, I mean, Ari is an intimidating figure, I would in person. So he's a bachelor. Yeah. He's good looking. You know, these women have been talking about him all the time. She gets the one opportunity to be with him, and she just might get nervous. I get that. That's totally understandable. She might just need a couple hours to loosen up or... And I don't know if he did this or not. I, I, I cannot say. But I do know that one of the most important roles of action, I've talked to Nick about this, is to settle down nerves and to yeah. settle down emotions to help the person feel, to help the person you're on the date with or on you know a group date with feel as comfortable and at ease as possible. Because the truth is this, none of the bachelors or the bachelorettes are any better than any of the contestants. Yeah. They're, they're no different. They just have a title. And so... I think one of the most important roles as the lead on this show is to try to find any way to make everybody comfortable. And when you see somebody who isn't comfortable, you need to approach that because you are leading this show. And I do need to say one more thing. I feel bad that I said that about Lauren because I'm the girl who on this show has claimed so many times. I just need to have more time with him because like, I just need him to be able to see my real self. And I think it takes a while for me to come out of my shell with a guy that I like. So I would love to ask girl. Lauren, not love, that's the wrong word, but I'm so curious if she has total regrets because she wasn't herself and she kept saying, I'm not myself, I'm not myself, yeah. I'm not myself. And then he breaks up with her 
all you can do is go, but if I was myself, I, know. I wonder if he would have liked me. Sometimes it's just that's how it goes. And that's why I need a lot of time. I couldn't have my future with somebody determined on one date, I don't think. If I if I oh, was wait. interested initially. Well, that's not that's not a good idea. Is it determine your future from one one date? <laughs> that's people are Actually, well, that's that's a good point. You're you're speaking truth, girl. Oh, that is true, right? It's so funny. I feel like just this whole bachelor process has made me feel like I need to make decision making in my romantic life so quickly. You're like, oh, you don't know something after like two dates. That's so not normal. You should be saying I love you on the third date. Does, does it ever warp your sense of time with romance, Ben? Um, I don't know, Ash. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's maybe slowed down my sense of timing with romance. I think for me now, when I when I go on dates or when I'm speaking to somebody, I want to take it a lot slower because I I now see the the issues when you don't really kind of work through some of the big questions that you have in life. So for me, it's kind of done the opposite where I've taken a big step back and I said, let's slow everything down. Interesting. That's so interesting. Cause now I feel like on a second date, I should be like, is this a guy that I could marry? Because that's how we're wired to think. Oh my gosh, it's nuts. These girls are all telling him they have feelings for him. Yeah. And all that I'm thinking is like, I think you just met him. I know. Like, yesterday. Yeah. It's really hey, interesting. Hey, what hey, the two of you over there yeah. in Los Angeles, I, I, I don't want to say this because I love you both, but I know the two of you. Don't <laughs> you don't get head over heels very quickly as well. So, all right, all right. I mean, Ashley, I have a feeling you did this even before the show. Amy, you haven't even been on the show and you do this. Hey, so, I'm just marriage focused. You know, I've never yourself. understood dating for dating. Even yeah. as like a 21 year old. I do like to say I know within the first five minutes if it's happening or not. Oh, if there's like natural chemistry okay, and attraction, that out. attraction's <laughs> determined in five minutes, not, not a husband. Just, you're ripping on these girls for saying they had feelings for him in three, two, or three weeks. And you just said out loud that you know in five minutes. But I bury it down, Ben. I bury it down deep, and I don't tell the person. Oh my gosh, Amy has has really realized today that she is broken in many oh ways. God. She's just, she's just having a day. I, I came in today in tears and said to Ashley and Annalise, I'm so damaged. Yeah. Like, we're all damaged. I mean, Ben, don't you think you're damaged? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Damaged. Ben's definitely damaged. I can vouch for this one. Okay. <laughs> so harsh. Like people damage us and then the next poor person pays the price <laughs> That's for the damage from the person before. Yeah, but it's all about growing. I guess. And you are. And that person I'm that right. you're with is too. I know it's true. All right. Let's go back to some fun stuff. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, we have Kenny King on the line right now. We want to talk about the authenticity of him actually losing to little Ari. Yeah. Hey, Kenny was from uh, Rachel's season of The Bachelorette. He also made a, a really great appearance on this week's uh, Bachelor show. Kenny, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Kenny, Kenny up, King. Guys? Hey, why weren't you on uh, Bachelor Winter Games? I totally felt like you were fit for that. I definitely was supposed to be, uh, but I had uh, our last pay-per-view of the year for the wrestling company that I worked for was in New York City on the 15th. Uh, so that was an unskippable thing for me, and I thought that that was going to be okay, and initially the talks were, hey, that's going to be fine, you just fly from Vermont to New York and in the back, but it didn't work, so... Hey, uh, I was watching television um, last night, Kenny, or no, last week, sorry, 
And I didn't realize that you are a professional like wrestler, like on WWE. Is this a new thing? Did this happen after the show, or have you always been on WWE? No, I don't wrestle for WWE. I wrestle for company. No, what what was it that I was watching then? Uh, prob- probably uh, there was, I started on WWE. I was trained on Tough Enough. It was a show on MTV a couple years ago where it's basically like the Ultimate Fighter is now where they train. They took eight men, five women, and they uh, trained to become pro wrestlers. It's basically like an athlete challenge. That's how I started. That's under the WWE brand. But what I was, what what I do currently is, uh, it's a company called Ring of Honor Wrestling. We're on uh, all the Sinclair Broadcast Network. Cool. Okay, that makes sense. So obviously, you're using your skills for the show last night. Ashley, I know you have a ton of questions for Kenny about the authenticity of this. Take it away, Kenny. <laughs> they made you lose to Ari, right? Uh, what? I mean, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, realness here on the Almost Famous Podcast. What do you think? That All right. All right. Story. Well, does so Ari have... They say, they say you don't, you know, you don't go uh, in, into a person's home and, uh, and, uh, and beat them up. So, you know, I was a guest, I was a guest on, on the Ari show. So, uh, you know, I was, a, I was a gracious guest. That's funny. You were. Does Ari have any natural skill? You know, Ari is uh he's he's surprisingly big. Uh and we you know, he he took to it pretty fast. Okay. So I will give Ari uh some credit in that, you know, he was he wasn't, you know, too left feet. He has some athletic ability. He uh you know, he was not completely lost in there. So props to Ari. How did you feel about that as a date? Uh did you find the girls super sexy while they were wrestling? Did you feel like it was kind of pointless and showing nothing about them as people uh well i definitely liked their costumes but they were absolutely terrible wrestlers <laughs> uh, so, so if uh if it was a date where i mean they got it you know i wasn't the best where like hey you know the best wrestler you have to you know you have to give roses to because they would have all went home they were pretty bad but, <laughs> but outside of that you know it was uh it, it was good to see you know the girls come out of their shells and and you know turn into something and and just kind of um you know just just go with it and and go with the flow and just kind of go out of their own comfort zone sorry so uh that's that's i think that maybe would be the biggest takeaway from it those women wrestlers from the 80s, they were really scary and mean. Is that the norm? <laughs> that's the norm in your profession, isn't it? Well, that's when you're, when you're uh, as they call it in my profession, a greenhorn. Uh, you, you know, that, that's kind of how it's supposed to be. Uh, they want to weed out the people that aren't, you know, that want to do it on the weekends or the people that aren't, uh, you know, aren't really into it. So, you know, not so much now. The business has changed now. But even when I was getting into it, and definitely I'm sure when those ladies got into it, your trainers would beat your ass pretty bad. No joke. Were those ladies legit? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were legit uh, low ladies from the eighties, and uh, you know we were kind of in the back, and they were looking at me like, well, "What do you think we should do with these girls? We don't have the time to train them." And oh. I was like, let's, "Let's just keep it simple, you know, because even it, it's even in, it's fun, and 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 they tried to kind of make it lighthearted. Pro wrestling is very, very dangerous still. So, uh, you know, you want to." To do make it, these girls do stuff and learn things that you know even if they do it terribly that nobody gets hurt. Mm. They were better wrestlers than with those dogs. That oh. was a disaster too. The, another date where I didn't really know the point. <laughs> hey, hey Kenny, did you get get a chance to chat with Ari? Yeah, yeah. Ari and I chatted uh, for for a little bit. I had to kind of teach him a little bit of things. So uh, you know, Ari's a really cool guy. 
uh, you know, everybody was, uh, I know everybody was all upset about him not being Peter, but Ari's cool. Ari's there for, you know, for as, as, as the Rose boys say, he's there for the right reasons. Uh, so, uh, you know, it was, it was really cool to get a chance to like to just talk to him and get to talk to him man to man instead of just kind of, you know, the weed through all the, whatever it is. I, I mean, I want to clear this up too. Um, explain to me, because I really don't know, and I grew up watching wrestling. Now, even though you can say, you know, Ari beat you during the show, it wouldn't be totally abnormal in wrestling because it's it's an entertainment sport for that to happen on television as well, right? That that whole thing kind of plays out, or is it up to the skill level of the individual wrestler who wins? Well, well, it's it's it, that is the way that it happened uh, would be the way that you would see it on television. Uh, you know, you've got a guy who's obviously way more experienced than the other guy, and uh, you know, as it as it as it was, you know, I'm basically taking advantage of him and, and kind of overlooking him. And when I got distracted by the girls, you know, he, he got one up on me. So, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that is a very viable, I mean, that hell that happens in real life. You know, you get distracted by the girl and then boom, before you know it, you lose. So yeah, we all know uh, that. That's, that's kind of, uh, you know, that I tried to make it as plausible as possible, where it's not like Ari would be, you know, beat me because that's not really what would happen in real life. <laughs> Did you have a favorite of those girls, Kenny? Yeah, great question. Uh, I I didn't know their names up until obviously uh, the show came out, but I liked uh, the kitty cat was Becca, I think, and Mikkel were my two favorites. Yeah, that's Becca. Both very, very, very pretty favorite. girls. That was just me purely uh, using my eyes. <laughs> uh, hey, Penny, before we let you go here, I want to hear, and please feel free to talk about anything. Um, our listeners uh, are huge, obviously, Bachelor fans, and they like to keep uh, to follow up with any of the past contestants. So can you give our listeners a quick rundown of what your life is like today, any exciting things going on, anything you'd like to tell them? Well, actually, um, since that's Kenzie is sitting right next to me, she's been away dying to say hi she's to you guys. The best. We're on our way to, uh, to MLK Parade right now. So hold on one second. Yeah, Kenzie. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ashley. Hi. Hey, Kenzie. I'm hey, such Kenzie. a fan of yours. You are the sweetest, prettiest, most articulate girl for your age. I'm so impressed thank by you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, you so that's uh, that's basically what I'm doing. Uh, I'm still with wrestling, uh, Ring of Honor wrestling. Coming to town near you, we start our uh, our 2018 tour this Friday in Nashville, actually uh, for television tapings. And then next week after that, we go to Charlotte and then Atlanta. So ROHWrestling.com uh, is where you can find all of my wrestling exploits. But Kenzie and I are going to be starting a video series uh, this year where we document our exploits, <laughs> I guess, as, we, as we're kind of uh, calling it. So it's tentatively called the Kenny and Kenzie Show, but she's pushing for the Kenzie and Kenny Show. <laughs> so cute. I can't wait to watch that. I can watch you two interact forever. I think those moments on your season, The Bachelor, were the greatest there were. Um, we have to ask, is there anyone, any other lady besides Mackenzie in your life? No, there isn't. It's, uh, it's, you know, she's, she's looking at me right now. It's five faces. I wish you could see this face that she's looking at me with. Uh, no, it's just, it's just me and Kenzie right now. So, uh, we're keeping it wide open. Well, and, we'll... uh, and 
we're going to do our thing and hopefully, you know, hopefully something happens. We'll see. Well, I'd love to see you on Bachelor in Paradise this summer if you are still single around April. Well, maybe that, that might be something that could happen. All right. Well, Kenny, thank you so much. We hope to have you back on. You're like thank our you favorite. Kenny's yeah. a doll. All right. <laughs> Bye, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny, wish you and your family the best, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Good talking to you, Ben. Well, you guys, if you're going to be in a wrestling shape, you got to eat well. And we have a service who will help you eat well. They are Blue Apron. For eight weeks, Blue Apron is teaming up with Whole30 to bring you delicious new recipes. Our menu will feature two Whole30 approved recipes each week, like seared steaks and warm lemon salsa verde with roasted broccoli and sweet potatoes and chicken and kale orange salad with spicy tahini dressing. Kick off your new year with Blue Apron and Whole30. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week, and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what fits their schedule the best. Blue Apron sends non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. This stuff is really healthy. And not having to go to the grocery store just oh, seems yeah, like it's a so good. dream. I love that it's pre-portioned. That way you don't ever have leftovers that go bad or anything you don't use. Blue Apron is treating our listeners to $30 off your first order. So you've got to visit blueapron.com slash almost famous. Check out this week's menu and get $30 off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash almost famous. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And Ashley can't talk right now. <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's what there's, there's two hosts on this show. So when you can't talk, Ashley... I've got your back. I can. Wow. And we are excited. This is a big deal for us, Ashley. I want to tell all of our listeners, we actually have a contestant that just as of this week has left the show in studio with us right now. This is the first time we've had a recent contestant on our podcast. Annalise, welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. Yeah, this is so cool. Thank you. Thanks all right, me. Annalise, you got to tell us about your bumper car drama and your dog scare. Well, and we're sorry you got dumped. Yeah, we're sorry you got dumped, but I feel like you're fine about that for some reason. Yeah, no, totally fine. Everything happens for a reason, you know? Yeah, um, yeah bumper car trauma, it's a thing. Uh, I've actually gotten a ton of support around it, so I'm, like, super pumped that, like, a lot of people have reached out to me and are like, I Fellow have bumper a... car trauma survivors. Really? See, Honestly, seriously. That's... My, the, yeah, continue. The, yeah, the football coach at my high school was like, my niece was seriously injured in a bumper car accident as permanent brain damage. Like, <gasps> Like, it's a thing. I've had multiple people reach out to me and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel you. I'm in the same boat. Exactly. So that's making these hilarious tweets from People Magazine that I want to read yeah. less fun. But I think I can fight through <laughs> that. That is and still a lot less these. funny now. But I know. Sorry. If you read in my Cosmo recap last week, I talk about how I'm not necessarily traumatized by bumper cars, but I never understood the appeal of them. Same. Like, like, why what? do you want to just ram into people? Enough, and I think for me, like, so people didn't really understand what was going on that day. And like a big part of it for me was actually like a bullying aspect. I okay. was at a birthday party and I had these girls that were like really bullying me that day. Okay. Kind of like that whole year. I was like in a new school and I felt very like attacked. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was where like the trauma came from. You know, that like deep feeling of like girls just picking on you. So did they try to ram into you with their bumper cars oh, totally. at the birthday party? Totally. I mean, I don't really remember the details because I was probably like seven years old. So it's just one of those things that as soon as I got there, I was like, oh my gosh, that feeling of just like people picking on you and making fun of you was all coming back. And then I think it was just like being in the house with all those girls and stuff too. It was like 
bringing up so many I weird I definitely okay. want to dig into this, okay, yeah, but yeah. I'd love to read the actual Let's read them. <laughs> some yeah. tweets. So Ben Flanick, we'll start with him. Okay. Remember Bachelor yeah. Ben Flanick? Mm-hmm. So this was, People Magazine posted all these tweets uh, last week when this episode aired. From Ben. Just when I thought I was out, the dramatic bumper car edit pulled me back in. <laughs> this, is, so this is from some guy named Taylor. That bumper car flashback on The Bachelor deserves an Emmy. Stellar work, everyone. <laughs> and that wasn't really year footage. Right. Would've I been just, good if we had this those. is from Kate. And, and look, we'll get we'll dig into the actual trauma of it. But yeah. I mean, this is kind of funny. I just had a really bad bumper car trauma. Everyone kept bumping into my car. <laughs> Which, it, th- who was the one girl that was so bitchy but so funny that was like, oh, that girl's got bumper car drama. I'm going to ram my car right into her. Mm, who was yeah. that? Who was that? Did you watch it? The one girl that was going to bump right into you. I didn't see that clip. <gasps> Did I miss it? Yeah. Maybe it was on a preview or something. Did you get an edited? You get Maybe a I got a special version. <laughs> who said that? Yeah. I don't remember that necessarily either. No. Did I get a special version? I can't work tomorrow. I've had a relapse of my bumper car trauma. <laughs> I mean, funny. people are funny, but I am sorry that you had actual trauma. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, the thing is, is it's not like it's not messing with my life now, you know, well, and my biggest question was first, the, the bumper car thing was funny. But then the next week you were afraid of dogs. And at that point, we were, were you like, oh, I'll just ham this up and it'll be kind of funny. This will be my ongoing theme is like me being scared of every group date. Honestly, I did not think they would air any of that stuff about the dog, like my dog trauma, just yeah. because um, because then it was so not relevant to like what the date actually was. So, um, but I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, they are just trying to beat me up right now. Like first the derby and now they're going to have like attack dogs come and, you know, viciously attack Oh, you us. thought they were attack dogs. I thought, so my initial thought was I thought they were going to have us like in jumpsuits and have dogs like attacking us and like training dogs to oh, be attack scary. dogs. That is scary. So... <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, this is not going to be another fun day for me. But, um, yeah, no, I have actually, like, quite a few scars on my face from my dog attack when I was a kid. I almost no. lost my eye when I was, like. Oh, every time yeah. we want oh to be playful I'm sorry. about no. I'm bringing it back home. Funny. It's, like, not exact. Yeah, they're a real thing. So, um, so are you scared of normal dogs now? No, I actually, I mean, I love dogs. I'm in the process of trying to adopt a okay, dog good. right now. So I'm, yeah. like, I love dogs. But there's definitely, like, there are dogs that have been abused or been you know, shifty a little bit. And I, you can tell their energy is yeah. just like a little off. And those kind of dogs, I get really like knots in my stomach okay. immediately. Okay. Is that why just, you got the pooper scooper job? <laughs> I don't know. I think that was, they just were trying to give me the, you know, uh, yeah. um, job. So, right. Well, I just feel like I was, I was sad for you. Cause I thought maybe you were scared of all dogs. And oh, that no. would be a I horrible love fear. dogs. No, actually. So I'm an event planner and I have a client and I throw all of her dog birthday parties. So um, I spent a lot of time with dogs. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I'm glad it didn't ruin dogs for you. No. Now we have to talk about how awkward. Okay, wait. You're, you, you had two awkward moments, two very prominent awkward moments. One on the group date. Tell us about your feelings with Ari when you try to talk to him on the group date. And you're just like, this is just not happening for us, is it? Yeah, so I, I went in. And uh, first of all, it was like a little bit hard to get time with him at all that night. And so when I finally got some time, I was like, all right, got to make the most of it. And then it just felt like pulling teeth. Like he and I just, the conversation was never there. I always felt like I'd ask him something and then it was like a one word back. And I'm like, all right, you want to elaborate or like ask me something now? Like it was just not a two-way street. I felt like his body language was like totally turned away from me, which was like very hard to kind of get him to warm up to me. So um, 
so yeah, so I was like, this is, yeah, this is not happening. So did you feel like that was the way he treated all the girls he wasn't really vibing with? Oh no, definitely not. Like what you guys were saying earlier, I feel like the girls that he liked, it was so clear. And mm-hmm. the girls that he was a maybe or didn't like, it was just, it was so clear, you know? And I felt like I was one of the girls that, I don't know if he had definitely made his mind up about me, but I felt like he wasn't taking the time to get to know if he if there was anything even there. So interesting. He was really trying to make an uncomfortable environment even more awkward. Yeah. <laughs> it was just never, it was always, it was always just work with him. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was never like carefree or fun. And I would have loved if we got to the point where we were just like making out. Cause I feel like that was like his fallback with a lot of girls. You know? uh, yeah. Sometimes I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, I think he's just kissing girls because he doesn't really know what to say anymore. And he knows that that's his skill. So maybe intimate conversation, playful conversation. He's not very playful or flirty. Um, But maybe he feels like kissing is his strength. So he goes right for that. Did you like him? uh, I definitely like in the beginning, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm here for this guy. He seems like a great guy. I'm going to give him a shot. But then as it was going... I mean, I have no interest in him now. Let's right. put it that way. I don't right. watch it back and say, oh, my gosh, I have so many regrets. How long till you got over it? Uh, that night, I was done. I was like, I had nothing, <laughs> no interest in him. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the kiss. And that was probably the most demoralizing moment I've ever seen on TV. <laughs> I mean, he said, I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. As you basically said, can I kiss you? Right. So tell us about your feelings. So, so yeah, I mean, definitely not a fun moment, but I knew that I didn't want to be, if he was just going to like keep me around to be like in the background for a couple more weeks, you know, I, I'm like, I don't need that. Yeah. And, um, and also it was just, it was hard being with all these girls who were like, oh my God, I just made out with him or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, really? Like throw me a bone, dude. And then, <laughs> dog date. Um, <laughs> and then they all talked about how you were the intended. only one he didn't I, kiss. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, really guys? Like let's rub it in a little bit more. Right. And so, you know what? Like at the end of the day, um, oh, and that was the other thing. So the girls kept saying like, well, he was never the one to make the first move. I always had to be the one to make the first move. Mm. But I didn't want to like... You know, sometimes you see those bachelor moments where you, they, the girl like lunges themselves at the guy. I think I had a moment or two like that. <laughs> and then they reject it though, or it's oh. just a really awkward moment. And I'm like, I don't want to be that girl. So I'd rather like put it out there. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. Ben, did you make the first move or did the girls make the move on you? Uh, I think I always would make the first move. I, I think it would be weird if I would expect the girls to, to make the first move. I'm the one. Um, I, I think especially in the beginning is like I said earlier, your job is to make everybody feel comfortable, I think, and to make everybody feel like this is at some level a normal deal. And as a result, like part of that comfortability for me to, you know, tell the girls, Hey, I'm really care about you was to kiss them to make the first move to put myself out there and for myself to take the risk, not make the women take the risk. Right. right. I'm thinking Ari's like, Oh, you know, I'm the kissing bandit. I'm so talented at this. You have to come get it. So he kissed all 18 <laughs> girls minus you. That's a lot. I, I think so. I think so. Does that seem That's like a, a lot, Ben? A lot. But the thing is, there were like two kisses that really they weren't they weren't like kisses, kisses. It was kind of like a, a dare or a right. bet or you know something like that. So I felt well, I felt less bad about that when I found out yeah. later. But right, like did Bibby's kiss make air? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because she. I know she kissed me. <laughs> 
Well, and like Ben, like you were saying, I mean, I think personally for me, I think that's a big part of it. Like I like the man to kind of take control and like guide those situations too and make me feel like they really want me to be there and are attracted to me. And so I didn't want to be the one just like throwing myself at some dude, you know? Is it a little weird? Some of the girls are like climbing on top of him. That's making me feel weird every time I watch it. (laughs) Okay, wait. And I also need to talk about how everybody was like, oh my God, he's the best kisser ever. Best kisser ever, right? And on Emily's season, I was like, wow, he's a really romantic kisser. And I, like, even when uh, Ari was announced, remember how I described how perfectly he kisses? Now I don't feel the same way because it's like an act. I feel like he's doing it with girls he's barely talking to, barely knows. And now all the romance of what I thought Ari's kiss was like is out the window. And I just I just don't feel, I don't, don't, don't want to do kiss him anymore. Like, well, I want to know what girls Annalise became friends with and what girls... Uh, does she think he likes the best? But wait, Annalise, do you feel the same way about his kissing? Well, I was just going to say that I am so glad that I didn't kiss him on the show because watching him kiss those girls on the show, like, yes, you can see he's a sensual kisser, but, like, it grosses me out how much he's, like, so over every girl. Um, okay, so my favorites, is that who yeah. we're doing? Okay, so, well, I think the girls who are going to make it to the top would be uh, Caroline, uh, Chelsea, uh, long-haired Becca, and yeah, I think those are sort of my top. Who's picks. Caroline? She hasn't really made much of a debut yet. She on the dog date was the one who kissed him uh, at the during our performance. But uh, no memory of that. Okay, maybe they maybe they, they didn't show it. I just have I have it like you know screened <laughs> yeah. in my head forever. Um, but yeah, and then my favorites from the show were Kendall, Cien, uh, Bibiana, of course, love her. Um, yeah. And does no one like Crystal? Let's just put it out there. Yeah, tell us I about mean, her. Yeah, I feel so bad because I didn't know her story. So after the fact, after watching it back and finding out about her family life, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, God, it's coming from a place. But she's not a very nice person. Like, I'll just say it. She's not a nice person. Mm-hmm. So it's hard having a conversation with her. She definitely was constantly digging, trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Or, like, if she wasn't talking to you, um, it was because she was trying to be like omissive and leave things out so that you weren't going, what are right. you hiding? I said bachelor villain rule number one. If you're trying to be a bachelor villain, don't tell the other girls what's happening on your dates. Right. Be secretive. Mm-hmm. We I, that. I need to know from Ben, because I know, Ben, you and Nick kind of touched on this, and I really want to get your vibe on that whispery, baby talky thing she's doing. Phone it, sex operator. Yeah. Is that hot or what? Ashley, can you no. recreate it for Ben? No. You know what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, I think it's probably attractive for some guys. Um, she's trying hard, and I think that's the part. Sometimes in the sh- in, when we watch the show, it comes off as mean, and she comes off as distant, and she comes off as a little manipulative. But then we hear her story, like, this is coming from a place that isn't good. And I think even, like, that little, like, you know, QTTC voice she's, you know, throwing off at him is coming from a place that is probably a little bit of insecurity because she feels like she has to do something to him, impress him. And that brings me to a question for you, Annalise. I, I want to know when you just left the show this week, what was the vibe in the house towards Ari? Were the girls head over heels for him? I mean, obviously we know Crystal is. Um, she's really excited about the idea of Ari. Is that a, a common sentiment for the house? Or when you left, did it seem like there, things were a little shaky? Um, 
I think there was definitely some like clear people who felt comfortable, but there were also like I remember having a conversation with um, with Kendall and CN and uh, and they both were like, I mean, I don't even know at this point, you know, like I still really need to learn so much about him to figure out if I like him and if this is going to go somewhere. And I think it was still so early. So we were all just trying to figure out if it's if it could be something and and. I mean, I found out that it couldn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> when Lauren S. didn't come back, were people like, oh. So I think I was the only one that was really upfront that day uh, that I thought she, there was no way she was coming back. And I, I loved her, but I, I, I could see it. There was just really no chemistry. And, um, and she did say some things in the house, too, about how she typically gets put in the friend zone with guys. And I could just see how that was going to probably happen all over again. And I, I should talk to her about friend zone. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we recreate the Winter Games promo? Oh my ben? gosh. Why am I always in the friend zone? I'm just so confused. <laughs> That's Ashley in the Winter Games. Yep, I saw promo. the preview. Okay, I have a couple more questions for you, but first we have to take a moment for our sponsor, who you probably are a big fan of because you are an event planner, and Zola helps with wedding registry and planning. It is makes this whole wedding planning process so much happier because it's like the most stressful thing for people right it is like, oh my gosh it's so crazy i read a stat the other day that was like 95 percent of couples feel super stressed by wedding planning but zola's here to make everything easier and there's been 300,000 couples who have used zola so you know it's a good place to be zola registry has everything you love about your favorite department store plus things like honeymoon funds fitness classes wine subscriptions and so much more they have over 500 top brands and 50,000 gifts, experiences, and cash funds to, to choose from for the couple in your life that you know is getting married. So it's so easy for couples to use and for their guests. It makes shopping for wedding gifts so much easier because you never know what to give them. You're like, should I give them something on the registry? Should I give them money because they'd rather that? Well, Zola is going to help you figure out what's perfect for the couple in your life. They have group gifting too, which is a feature that lets multiple guests contribute to big ticket items like their honeymoon or like a house or a college education fund for their kid, anything like that. They get really creative with Zola. So to sign up with Zola and receive $50 credit towards your registry, go to Zola.com slash almost famous. It's a $50 credit towards your registry. That is Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash almost famous. Again, Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash almost famous. So I've got to ask you two two final questions that I, that I really want to know, and I like to ask anybody who's done this show and especially have, has recently left the show. Are you glad you did it? I am. No regrets. I'm so happy I did it. I met some great people, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited for what's I mean, to come. Yeah, what is to come? I mean, that's that's the big question everybody is talking about right now in Bachelor Nation. Is it seems like a lot of these contestants go off and, and they find new careers or they you take advantage of the social media fame that they get. Uh, what is next for you personally outside of those things? I mean, personally, I'm just excited about this new sort of like sorority fraternity Bachelor Nation of like dating Welcome. pool, you know? Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the family. <laughs> dating has the sucked. And so this... 
fraternity of yeah, that. Exactly. I like that she's not trying to be like, oh, I don't know. She's admitting it like, hey, I get to meet all these people now and I might date them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, travel. I mean, there's like there are a lot of perks. I'm not going to lie. But um, but I'm excited mostly to hopefully like have some new friends and date and um, see what happens. Ben, who should we set Annalise up with? Who, which of your let's think of someone. What is your well, type of guy? Now Jared. that welcome to the Almost Famous podcast. Jared. You want to date Jared. Jared? Jared is my number one pick. No, yeah. he's, he's actually not. He's not. <laughs> Who is your most? The, the look on Ashley's face just changed a little. <laughs> Who is your bachelor crush? What about Luke Pell? Luke Pell. Um, I have had a p- couple people be like, "Oh, Luke, you guys should date." Um, so I mean, Peter would be the the, the pick probably. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Or Nick. Uh, oh, Nick. oh, we can have we that like happen. Nick. Yeah. yeah. Those are definitely my tip. I have nice. to say that when I was uh, auditioning, Ben, I did say that you were my favorite <gasps> bachelor of all time. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I mean, really well, just because you're like the whole package. If you're going to if you're going to date the bachelor, you want to date someone who's like a good guy, handsome, like kind. Isn't it smart, great how funny? Ben has fooled everyone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I play a good joke. Well, that's really sweet of you. Uh, you're thank welcome. you. And I mean, I think there's a lot of great people that do do this show. And, and I think that it is a fun little world to live in because you do meet a ton of new friends who live all across the country, sometimes even the world. And and we would like to, on the Almost Famous podcast now, welcome you into this world of, of singleness, of a lot of options. Um, <laughs> have fun. Go out there, you. you know, and, and find your perfect man. Uh, which brings me to my last question Exactly. For you. I'm who hoping... Who is Ari's perfect woman? Thank you. Um, who I mean, do you think ends up with, with him in the end here? From day one, I thought it was going to be Becca, not Pixie Becca, the other Becca. Really? Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything. I don't know spoilers. So, girl, she got the one-on-one date. With she got the, the first Rachel one-on-one. Zoe. I mean, how could you not just form this like perfect kind of like vision of this man after a date like that? And then things, I you know, she just like calls him her boyfriend from day one, and I feel like makes the other girls feel a little bit like, wait, he's already with her. So taking, I mean, for me personally, when I was on those group dates, I always felt like I was on a date with Becca and her boyfriend. Really? And I, was, I was just a friend who like tagged, you know, like, let's go hang out. Oh, I'm going to bring my boyfriend. Like, that was what it felt like. <laughs> no so. way. She's a dark horse then to Wasn't me. Wasn't she the one that someone said they're going to get married? Really? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No way. Okay. Well, Another great, one of the girls saw them leaving or something and said yeah, they're going to get married. She was like, really? oh, shoot. I saw how cute they were. They're probably going to get married. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for bringing her back to my attention because I thought that was a great date and I, I see that together. Um, but I don't, I didn't Well, she was very non-existent in yeah. the episode uh, three that we just watched. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Annalise, thank you so, so much. This is a blast. Thank You're welcome you. anytime. <laughs> yeah. And we'd love to have you come back and just, you know, give a little bit more feedback of these girls totally. as the season progresses because you actually know them in real life. Yes. And they're great. Most of them are really great. All right. <laughs> and I think we should all go on some bumper cars together. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's do it. Hell no. Our next <laughs> trip to Knott's Berry Farm. She's coming. All right. Bye, Annalise. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. So before we go to one of our listener emails, I need to give a shout out to Movement. Movement is an amazing company. It was started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylist watches but couldn't afford them. So they started their own watch company. Okay, so I have a couple movement watches now, and they're so nice. They class up any outfit. They make, like, a loungy outfit look super chic. I love it. It comes in a whole bunch of different colors and styles, and they start at just $95. At a department store, you're looking at a watch like this for, like, $400, $500. 
Move had figured out by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup and provide the best possible price. So now over a hundred so now over a million watches have been sold in over 160 countries. Movement has got it going on. And today you can get yours for 15% off with free shipping and free returns just by going to movement.com. That is mvmt.com slash almost famous. It is time to step up your watch game. So go to movementmvmt.com slash almost famous and join the movement. Ben, let's take one listener email before we move on. This is from Manavika. Hi, Ben and Ashley. I am talking to you guys from India, and I'm fairly new to the Bachelor world as I've only seen the last three seasons of VIP and Ben, JoJo, and Rachel's season, and now I'm watching Ari's. My question is, what are your next Bachelorette predictions? Anyone from Ari's season or a wild card like Christina from Nick's season? Love the podcast and your friendship. Love, Manica Vika. All right. Hmm. I, I'm still going with Christina for some reason right now because I think Becca, short hair Becca, is a good candidate but way too young. Yeah. And nobody would be on board for the 22-year-old bachelorette. I, was, I, would have to, yeah. I would have to agree. I think Tia uh, from this season oh, has yes. the best chance. I think. I just think she is compelling. I, you know, Obviously, I, I said it last week. She's one of my top choices on our season right now. She's beautiful. She's funny. I think she should would be a great candidate to be the bachelorette. I would not be surprised if you see Tia stepping into that role. I agree, Ben. I know it's a little early on. I think we should answer this question in three weeks. Well, I'm sure we will. Uh, yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but Tia is also the one girl from our season that is giving me bachelorette vibes. Yep. I wish I, I would I enjoy agree. Becca if she wasn't so young. Oh, yeah. Becca would be a great bachelorette. Salty. In a couple of years, perfect. Maybe she'll come back a la Emily. All right. Or maybe Annalise. We, I mean, who knows? We just had a really <laughs> I would be the oldest bachelorette ever. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> That's okay. I'm, 30, you? I'm 33 now. Damn, girl, you look great. Mm. You would have <laughs> thought that, like, as if 33, like, doesn't Geriatric, look great. Uh, yeah. Bachelorette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Ben, next time, hopefully we have you uh, in studio. I would love that. But if not, Ashley, I wish you the best. I want to make sure that we thank our sponsors, Blue Apron, Zola and Movement. I want to thank our guests, Kitty and Annalise, uh, for coming on the podcast. Also, our special team back in Los Angeles, our producer, Amy, Mark, Easton. Thank you all. Ashley, it's good to have you back. Welcome back. Thanks. I feel like I was just a sloppy mess today. Really didn't have my footing. I got off a. I got on a four. I woke up at four in the morning. So come well, on. Well, that's what some slack, people. I can't talk. Yeah. No. No. Nobody is feeling bad that you went on vacation and also went to the Patriots game last night. <laughs> Absolutely messed up from here on out. Okay. okay. We love you. Okay. Uh, Stop being so territorial. Let Annalise date your exes. Hook her up with Jared. And with that, hey, everybody, this has been the Almost Famous Podcast. I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See you later. See you all. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.